play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> like that beat Frank it's a good one it's hit a lick that meat mill Drake Titan beat coming in hard a little bit to the uh, 88.3 WTs after further review as we talk a little NBA talk and uh, we're down to the final four of pro sports basketball as some people would say and uh, we got the Cavs and the Celtics and then we also got the Warriors against the Houston Rockets the most anticipated matchup that everyone's been uh waiting for. Which matchup are you intrigued by, uh, Frank? And by the way, Kyrie Irving is a both with has been with the Celtics and the Cavs, and both teams have made it to the conference finals without him. Wow. That's uh, I guess that just shows how much it's been next man up. And that LeBron is the man and the fact that LeBron that fact that Kyrie wanted to be the man and instead his team still got to the conference finals. Hey, yep. Thanks, at, Frank, for joining us. We got one viewer right now. Yeah, I'm. Tr- I was just trying to share it, mm-hmm. hit with everybody, with your buddies, with your boys. Yeah, I see that. Uh, your JV coach stepped down real, real quick. But we talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah, he, yeah. Jer- Jared did decide to pursue other career opportunities. I'm not allowed to comment on where he could be going at this time. Is it within basketball or just out of basketball? Because sometimes that happens. You know, you find something else to do. I'm re- I'm really not I'm really not sure. I mean, I will see him later on today. Right, best of luck to him, though. I mean, yes. You know, I mean, I did I did post something. It kind of stinks that. though when you lose your coach, though, because the kids get attached and everything like that. But then again, like I said, you know, that's how the coaching uh, world, the coaching tree shakes down. Sometimes, uh, family situation, especially in high school, it's, it's a it's a big commitment to be a coach at any level, whether it's JV freshman or uh, varsity. A little bit more on varsity, obviously. That's yeah. why I get a little upset when parents kind of be disrespectful to the coach because the coach does a lot it, it's not just you just show up at game time all right guys let's do this this and this it's a lot more to it than yeah than game days yeah so i mean i definitely wish jared the best of luck and know that he i know that he's been he has been i've heard a hot commodity on the market for for other jobs which again i'm i cannot comment on where he could end up going at oh, this yeah, time I know, I know i know but i will say that i am pleased to announce that our assist, our varsity assistant coach Travis Pant will take over the JV position, mm-hmm. and I definitely say that myself and uh, Jordan Bolin and Mike Hand we're all, we're excited to keep Travis on to have him teach our younger kids and help develop them. He's done a he's done an excellent job as an assistant coach. Coach, he's also the uh, also works as the uh, varsity baseball coach at Summerfield High School. So he does Summerfield and Dundee. Yes, does two sports. I mean, well, Jared was doing uh, the JV coaching job at Dundee, and he's also the varsity baseball coach at Britton Deerfield. Really? You can actually do that? You can yes. switch schools in, in, in the mitten? Yes, you, yes, you can do that. I, I guess you can't do that in Ohio? 
Uh, well, yeah, you, you, you technically can. It is kind of strange how some places – I mean, you can work at another school and coach somewhere else, but I've never seen it where where someone co- – well, yeah, I could see that. We actually had a guy that coached uh, baseball at St. Francis and then was an assistant at Maumee High School, but he was an assistant. He wasn't the actual varsity coach. So I guess in a sense, but i never seen it where people coach one place and then coach in another place. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen it before. I mean, a coach might be an, assist, might be an assistant coach for once for one sport at one school and then a head coach at another school, and they might coach uh, – coach at sub varsity level whole at one place and be a varsity coach somewhere else right yeah let's, let's see what's going on here uh the the, the live feed is still up but it's uh frozen so it was yeah. running pretty good and then how did it get frozen i wonder yeah i'm not i'm really not sure how that happened it, it, but, but people can still join though I, I think they can listen to us That's i different. think i think it's i think i just, just showed on my computer that it ended so we oh, may have to we may re- have to re- boot re- it back re- up again. It again okay i i'm seeing i might have to go to a different web browser but let's get into a little bit of this nba talk though and uh Frank, you excited for the final four here at the conference? Yes, I I am. I mean, I've been especially this Houston Golden State series because So it is ended on there, right? Yes. Okay. This because this is the first time I think this is the first time since 2014 that the Warriors are going to have to start on the road. Yes, that is true because obviously the Houston got the the home court advantage. But guess what? The Warriors play well on the road too. Yeah, they're Yeah, they can they can win they pretty much win anywhere. Here any time, um, and of course everyone talks about how Houston. This is their year; they're going to win the West with their big three of Chris Paul, James Harden, and uh, Clint Capella. But I mean, I mean, and it is tempting to want to pick them because they they seem like the proverbial underdog here. But until somebody knocks off the Warriors in the West, I think that they still they still rule the roost in that conference. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, look, I thought that when they played the Pelicans, I thought they were going to be in trouble if, if they didn't get Steph Curry back. And <laughs> ha, 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 joke was on all of us who thought that. Yeah, because it's just been next man up for, for Steve Kerr and company. Right. He, and plus, they've kept, they've kept things pretty much together. I think it was game four of that series against the Pelicans where they went with their with their mega death lineup curry thompson and day day kd and uh, i want to say Igadala. Mm-hmm. yeah so it was pretty much though if that if that lineup is on the floor i have yet to see he anyone who can and slow it down it's because it's very tough to match up against i mean you and houston isn't really that's from what i've heard isn't that strong style of a defensive team. I know people have. I've heard people say that Paul and Harden are not aren't that great of defenders. So I mean, this one, this is definitely one that is going to have. They're going to have to rely heavily on offense, at least for there. Now, as for the East, the there is a running joke that you're having the two best head coaches going against each other: LeBron James against Brad Stevens. <laughs> I kind of think that's a little disrespectful to Tyrone yeah. Lue. I think Tyrone Lue has actually done a really good job uh, considering all the, the extra hoopla that comes around the king, so to speak. But uh, Brad Stevens, this is what I like about coaching. You When you don't have all the talent, 
so to speak, and you can get the most out of them. I think that's a true NBA coach. Now, do I think the Celtics are going to win this series? Probably not because they have LeBron James, who basically is the king. Um, I think it'll be a scrappy series. Um, I think the NBA is all about matchups, and I think against Indiana that was a good matchup against the Cavs because, for one, uh, the, the, the Pacers had length. They played really good defense. Uh, they could score from time to time. I just don't think they had enough firepower punch to really knock out the Cavs. Uh, but LeBron, like I said, he's the greatest player. And when he played against Toronto, I think ment- I knew mentally. I thought at least I gave the Raptors at least a chance to get one game in that series, a gentleman sweep. But you can already tell that mentally, he's got a lock on them. And it, and it pretty much showed at the end of the season when they played Toronto, and pretty much he showed that you know I can do whatever I want. Kind of embarrassing in Game Two where. He was just taking all types of different crazy shots. You know, just I'm going to do a, a pump fake turnaround jump shot and see if it goes in. I mean, it was just like he was out there playing practice against them. Yeah, I th- and that just shows that that LeBron is poor. That just shows his mental toughness in the game and how much of an edge he had over the Raptors. Now, the Celtics, I mean, I, you ha- I do, I, again, I have to give a call to Brad Stevens for kind of get, for basically giving her the job he's done no Kyrie Irving no Gordon Hayward and also didn't have Jalen Brown for her part of the series against the Sixers and they still go win that in five games and so I mean I think we can I think we can say that Brad Stevens he is the best head coach in the NBA I I can I'll I'll go ahead and say that He's he's taught given that he's had to do more with less. I mean, but and he's gotten the most out of guys. I mean, who thought Terry Rozier was going to be this dominant? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because he's just been he's just been phenomenal running the point for them with no Kyrie. I mean, and even and uh, moving Al Hor they've moved Al Horford to the four. Or he's been doing a great job there. There, I mean, Jason Tatum. He's he's been playing lights out as well. Hell, I mean, all the rookie talk, rookie of the year talk has been around like Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. Well, Jason Tatum is saying, "Now hold on a minute, guys. I'm still here. Here, I can I can ball just as well as they can." And all, but also, the, this is a name that I have I have to call out too. Aaron Baines. Mm-hmm. This guy. I mean. <laughs> When he was when he was with the Pistons, he was this guy was a punching bag. No, because everyone nobody liked him. They didn't like his hairstyle. He, they said he was soft. Well, I think he's he's found a better fit in Boston. He's he fits better with Brad Steve in Brad Steve's system than they did in Stan Van Gundy's system. Um, and he's done he's done a phenomenal job too. So you have to give a call to him. And of course, we all, with the Cavs, everybody knows about LeBron. Him just game on the line, saying "Give me the ball." Good things will happen. And plus, he's and as you mentioned, he's had to kind of he had to MacGyver his way through that series against the Pacers because you told me he was taking a lot of spare parts and duct tape and yeah, putting it, it all together. together. And 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 now that love is getting together. I mean, love has to really be dominant in the next. Uh, Two series, obviously, because whoever they play in the the Rockets or Warriors, they really got to bring the firepower. I'm kind of surprised, though, and, and and this hasn't been been brought up. The Cavaliers play some horrid defense, Aye. and I I I would think though 
that they're not really that talented on offense. I mean, LeBron's very talented, but the rest of them, you know, J.R. Smith's getting older. Uh, if he can hit some of the open jump shots, okay, cool, whatever. But, you know, at times he doesn't hit them. You would think that instead of trying to outscore everybody, maybe it would be, you know, we're going to stop people. We're going to make this game ugly. LeBron's still going to get his. But it'd be a it'd be a, a testament and interesting to see if these guys really locked in on defense, what they could do. I mean, to be honest with you, I think that Toronto basically they just had them in their heads, and the way they just laid down in Game Four was 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 really pathetic. But the fact of the matter is, I still haven't seen where you know these guys could play defense. Because let's face it, they they don't have the firepower of the Rockets. They don't definitely have the firepower of the Warriors. And the way that the Celtics play and how they're scrapping everything. Uh, if they have a bad night, uh, it could get ugly for them against the Celtics. Now, remember, though, when they first did the trade, guess who they played? They ended up playing the Celtics. And it seems like when you join, Frank, it actually freezes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was try- I- I'm just trying to share it. Oh, okay. It's, it's something going on here because as soon as you join, it freezes up. All right. That's in inter- Okay, now, now I think it's going again. At least it's going on my phone. Okay, well, maybe the internet is is messed up or something around here. But anyway, uh, th- th- that's what I kind of think. Um, this, this Celtics Cavs series has got me. I think the Cavs can win. Some people think that the series is going to be over in five. I think this could be a six seven game series. I'm with personally. I'm with you on that. And I mean, I think. I mean, honestly, I could, I could see it going either way, given the fact that. They got that it's been next man up in Boston, and with the way guys like Rozier and Tatum have played, hey, and especially this is, hey, and especially how strong defensively they've been too. I mean, this is look, this is kind of looking like the days of Boston when Boston's defense wasn't the first years of the big three, right? Hey, and it's good. So I think there's a chance it could happen, but I mean, I. It's really hard for me to bet. It's hard for me to bet against the king. Oh, well, you were you betting against the king when uh um he was down with the Pacers? Uh no. I still I still said, you know, LeBron has ne- LeBron has never lost in the first round and if it gets to a game 7, he's shown he's shown up in a big way. I mean, I heard I actually heard this um, from Mike Valeni. He says LeBron in game 7 and or even even in game six performances, when the lights are on and it's on the line, he has shown up. I mean, even I think it was the game in two thousand and eight, the game seven against the uh, the Celtics in big three. There, I mean, he scored like forty some points, and that game will and that game was really on the ropes until PJ Brown hit a three pointer with about a minute left. I don't know if you remember that or not. No, I don't. Yeah, that would have been second second round, two thousand eight East semifinals because that would have been because the next round that was when the Celtics and Pistons had to play each other, and that was essentially the end of the Pistons' time as dominant in the East. But let's talk about this though. Dwayne Casey gets Coach of the Year, and then the next day he's fired. Should he have been fired? I mean, was it really Dwayne Casey's fault? I mean, Dwayne Casey has really brought this team from 20 wins to almost 60 this year. Exactly. They've made decent runs in the playoffs. They just can't get past LeBron. But who's gotten past LeBron in the last eight years in the Eastern Conference? Nobody. Exactly. 
So it, it makes you wonder, like, okay, well, what we got going on here? Well, I mean, I, I, I think that it's more of a product of Masai Ujiri is not the brightest of bulbs in terms of GMs. Because, I mean, he's fought, he fought, he tries to fault the head coach. Well, look, Dwayne, look, look what, I mean, you said, look what Dwayne Casey has done. Took over a team that was an absolute dumpster fire and has gotten them into the playoffs. Also, but the problem is they just run into the buzzsaw known as King James. Exactly. That is true. They have run into the buzzsaw named King James. Also, uh, they don't have any superstars. If you really think DeMar, or DeMar DeRozan is a superstar. No. I mean, look, I mean, I don't mean this to disrespect Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. I mean, but they're a, complimentary that's pieces. A, yeah, they're, they, they are – they're – they're very, they're very. That's a very good backcourt. Or, but they're not, but they're, they're not, they're not at, they're not at the top level. I mean, Ky, I mean, I, lo- I love Kyle Lowry, but let's face it, he's not a Steph Curry or, or, a, or a Chris a, Paul. Or, he's, a, he's. You're right, and it's not to diss the player. It's just that he's second tier. I mean, I, I hate to say that, and. And, and and I think that the, if the Raptors want to advance now, they've obviously you know signed up some contract extensions, and, and it kind of will get them stuck. But it, you know the the crazy part about it is is that let's face it, those two guys, if they were to go over to the Cavs, that'd be a great big three with them: Rosen, Kyle Lowry, and LeBron James. Obviously, LeBron James would you know be ball dominant, but Kyle Lowry can hit the spot up jumper too. Those are complimentary guys, uh, but they need a guy like maybe a Paul George. Now I doubt Paul George will go there. I don't think so. But uh, you, you you never know. But we the North and all this. I'm kind of glad they're not in the playoffs anymore because I'm getting tired of Drake. I mean, I like Drake as a as an entertainer, but you know I don't like seeing Drake fight six foot ten, two hundred eighty pound centers in the NBA. Uh, I mean, he he's just be. I mean, I don't. I mean, I like. I like Drake too, but there's no need for you to make a complete ass of yourself at games. <laughs> yeah, you're right, complete ass of himself. So that, that that's the one thing I'm glad of. The process is over now. The Philadelphia 76ers, and, and the crazy thing is, Mikel Fultz did not play. Yeah, head scratcher. And they're saying now we're looking for Brett Brown. Even admitted in a press conference, we're looking for another dynamic player. But isn't Fultz the number one pick in the draft from last year? He, yeah, he's not a I mean, I know, I know he. I do know that he was injured most for parts of the season. Well, mentally injured. I mean, I know his shoulder was a little messed up, but then he couldn't get his shot right, and then he got his shot right. He played well against Detroit at the end of the year. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they didn't play him anymore, which is kind of suspicious. Yeah, the, I'm not really sure what happened there either. If he was in the doghouse or what what his deal was. I mean, there ha- there has been rumors that that since LeBron's a free agent this summer, that he might end up going to Philly. I know there's been a lot of recruiting pitches going his way. If I was Philly, I wouldn't pick him up. It's a very young team. I understand yeah. LeBron's in his fifteenth year and he's looking excellent. And but he do- and Father he- and- Time is undefeated. And yes, he could be one ankle sprain away from having all that elite athleticism to the point where. He could be an average average player. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. And I and I really think that you know, let's face it. Le- how much is LeBron gonna really be in his prime? Now he could probably pull a Tom Brady and you know, you know, do all these type of exercises. And I think he keeps his body up very well. But 
you've put in this all this work for the process. You've drafted some players that have worked out well. Some players haven't worked out well, like Norrell's Noel and, and Jaleel Okafor. Uh, but I, for me to see them go with LeBron, you got Ben Simmons. I really think this is a point where why don't you compete against LeBron and try to knock him off instead of, oh, let's bring him aboard. Yeah. I just don't think I just don't, I think it'll retard the growth of the 76ers. They made good strides, leaps and bounds here. And him and Ben Simmons are pretty much the same player. Now, some people, Chris Broussard says that LeBron wants to play off the ball now later in his career. He don't want to be ball dominant. But, le- but let's face it, LeBron's jumper's gotten a little bit better, but it ain't pure like a J.J. Reddick type of jumper. Yeah. And, I mean, I've even heard rumors that they could go after somebody like Clay Thompson because he's supposed to be a free agent. and goal- Next year, I think. Yeah, I think next yeah. year. So, I mean, it wouldn't be this year, but next year maybe. Yeah, and that's a good pickup. Yeah, it would it would be. Well, of course, I think also some people had an issue with Simmons running the point because his ju- he wasn't really shooting all that well against the Celtics. Well, he could still run the point and distribute, and the yeah. Celtics made a good job of adjusting and saying, you know what, we're gonna play one on one with Bellinelli and and and, and um, Redick. Redick, we're not gonna help. And basically what we're going to do is just keep Simmons in front of you and let him shoot jump shots. And when he started shooting the jumpers, he started clinging. The iron was unkind. Absolutely. Okay, so I think – but, of course, uh, uh, some other coaching news. Well, first, actually, let's go over to, to the West. We'll yes, finish and then we'll go to the coaching news. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz really showed a lot this year. I, I, I think – they did okay against Houston. Um, they lost Ricky Rubio. I think they really played against a dysfunctional OKC team that wasn't coached very well. And uh, you know, obviously, as you as a Pistons fan, you're a little upset because they went with Luke Kennard instead of Donovan Mitchell. But you oh, would have not have known that he was going to do really well, except the Jazz when they did a a, per, a workout with him. But yeah, and it was, and I would say Donovan Mitchell should win Rookie of the Year. Uh, I hope it's Co. I hope it's like Grant Hill and uh, Jason Kidd. I hope it's Co. Oh, so they can so they can do Co. Rookie of the Year. Well, here's the problem: as a voter, you can't do both. You have to vote on one person. Then, if the votes come in as equal, then you can do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with Don- Donovan Mitchell has really drawn a lot of Allen Iverson comparisons. Yes, he has. I mean, I. Except that he's not one to say, not a game, not a game. We talk in practice. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's he's kind of, I mean, his game's like Iverson's, but he's he doesn't have the problems between the ears. It's been about 16 years since that happened, Frank. Yeah. But, of course, he hasn't reached – I just can't wait until I see if he ends up making, like, a conference final and does a does – a, does a, it's a game winner like Iverson did against the Lakers in 2001 and step over Tyron Lue. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. He did kind of step over Tyron Lue. Um, but Mitchell, I thought, did, played very well. He just was pretty much outgunned against the Rockets. Yeah. And it's good to see Chris Paul actually step up. But then here's the question mark. Here is the question mark. What will Harden do? I would love to see Harden and um, Chris Paul play well together. Not one or the other, and it seemed like James Harden disappeared again. Oh man, yeah, and he's not—he's not, he's not going to be able to get away with that against the Warriors. No, no, not no, at all. No, no, he can't. So I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch. And plus, I'm, I mean, I've mentioned—I mean, uh, Houston, I, I guess, is not one of the stronger defensive teams. I mean, I have heard that they're—they have been playing defense 
better, but you have to remember their coach is Mike Antoni, as you like to call him, yes, because, because he doesn't, he doesn't coach. coach any defense. And it's true. He doesn't really coach any defense. It's, it's, it's very true. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, denying that at all. He just does it, and that's the, the the key here. And, you know, they're talking about, well, this is the first time Chris Paul's gotten to the conference finals, but it's not the first time for Antony to get to the conference finals because he got there with the Suns. Yeah, I believe that. Was, I want to say, was that against the— 08. Uh, they played or Yeah, 08 against the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I do remember them getting there against the—it would have been against the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers I, ended up winning playing the Celtics and losing to the Celtics. Yeah. And that was I Steve think, Nash is one of his MVP years, I believe, too. Yeah, because I think there was years they were either— uh, they would put together a really solid regular season, but then they'd end up running into the Spurs mm-hmm. or the Lakers and just couldn't yep. slay that dragon. Right, and and, and that, that's pretty crazy. Obviously, the Warriors uh, pretty much uh, got rid of the Spurs. I mean, they, they pretty much gave them the fillet job. Or, excuse me, the Pelicans. They got rid of the Pelicans. Pelicans just not ready. And Yeah. They got one game, though. They blew them out. I, I like the squad. I like Drew Holiday. I like uh, Davis. The question mark is with can they make it work with Boogie Cousins? Yeah, because it seems like they played better without Boogie on the floor, or because I mentioned it made other guys have to step up. I mean, well, that, and it's spacing too. Yeah. So I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see. Will do they keep they going to keep Boogie around, or do they even possibly consider saying, hey, hey, we play better without him on the floor? So adios. I, that's a. That's a good question, Frank. I don't know how to answer that one. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, they could probably do the high-low action with uh, Davis. Now that we move on, we know obviously Warriors. Rockets, what's your prediction? I think the Warriors win that series. I don't think it goes any longer than six games. Okay. I just think I just think that go, until somebody can – until somebody knocks off Golden State early – they still rule the roost in the West, in and plus, Boston. I'm, I st- I think Cle- I think Cleveland wins that one. We'll say six or seven. Okay. Now we go to the coaching news, and I know you're a little uh, uh, happy right now because of what happened in the D. Yes, Stan Van Gundy, he gone. Okay, what happened? Well, what happened? What happened was I got. They got he was fired because I guess he wouldn't give up control over the president job and Tom Gores finally said enough's enough. There's a door, don't let it hit you on the ass. But I think this move came too late. Because I think if you if you fire him at the end of the season, you got a chance to bring in somebody better. Like a Dave like Mr. Take That for Data, David Fisdale who unfortunately he's now with the Knicks. So it'll be it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I know that it sounds like that there's not going to be there's going to be a lot more cooks in the kitchen now. There's not going to be a coach who's also the president of basketball operations. Well, what what did you think of his uh his tenure? I was not really that fond of Van Gundy. I guess he because I think initially You're never fond of any uh Detroit coach. I mean, when I, when he came in, I'm thinking like, okay, this guy's actually got a good track record and all that. That because I know he was pretty he was pretty good with the Orlando Magic. I figure, you know what? Maybe he's gonna try and build around Andre Drummond like he did with Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, that didn't work out as well. I mean, he ended up making some 
he met, made some good. He made a couple of good trades here and there, like the Re- Reggie Jackson trade was a good trade at the time. But as for drafting, this this is where I think was really his was one of his undoings. What was it? I mean, because Stan they took Stanley Johnson and his broke jumper when they could have had had somebody like Devin Booker. Uh-huh. Or I mean, and even all I mean, look, I hate <laughs> to keep bringing this up. Could have had Donovan Mitchell, or, or over uh, Luke Kennard. And even, and I don't even think Henry Ellenson was that great of a pick either, because he hasn't, he hasn't done crap. Mm-hmm. Happened his time in the NBA, and then of course, I think what where really I thought the enough's enough was when they basically blew all their draft capital to get Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. So it was. But you don't like that. Well, people are telling me he's like, oh, Blake Griffin's a star. He's going to get people to come and play here. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin's not a superstar anymore. He's past his prime. Oh, really? Already? I mean, he's in. He's injury prone. I mean, he's not. I mean, a few years ago, yeah, Blake Griffin you could, was definitely a superstar. Uh-huh. But those days are past. I mean, you can't. You can't have him and. You can't have him and Drummond both on the floor. Why not? Because Griffin is better suit. I mean, if you, you can't had- do the high low. I mean, it looked like he worked really well with uh, with, with Drummond. I think I, I've said this before on this show. The problem with the Pistons was Reggie Jackson was injured, and when he got on the floor, the Pistons looked like a totally different ball club than basically with uh, with Ish Smith. Now, don't get me wrong, Ish Smith is a nice backup point guard. He tried his best, but in the NBA, if you want to win, you got to have elite players. Yeah. And I mean that can all go back to you know, drafting players and all that stuff. But I think also if you go you go small, you can't I mean, you can't really you can't necessarily go grip you can't really have Griffin at the four, Drummond at the five because Griffin's not that great of an outside shooter. I mean, if you go small, you have to take Drummond off the floor, floor and play Griffin at the five because he can't play at the because he can't because. Drummond can't play the four at all, and and plus, you've got a lot of bad contracts. But Griffin's contract is t- is going to be impossible to move. Drummond's contract that's impossible to move. Mm-hmm. And I mean Jackson's contract is impossible to move as well. I mean you have the Pistons are in such are in the worst shape because they have. No, they don't have a lot of assets, and they have no draft capital at all. Right, because they blew. They ended up blowing get, it with with the, with the Blake. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Yeah, that, that, that is totally true. So now, who do they find as a coach? Because you always talk about this coach is horrible and this and that. And then, who's the better option? Is it you? Is it Tom Izzo? It's not. It won't. It won't be Izzo. I can tell you that right now. Well, I know you wouldn't get rid of Tom Izzo after that loss to Syracuse. No, he would. He won't. T- he won't take an NBA job because he's well into his sixties. Right, it's that. no point. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, there. The. I mean, I'm hearing anyone who's a client of Arn Tellum, who is in the Pistons front office, because he's an. A- he's also an agent. He might. Is he still an agent, or he used to be an agent? Or he might have been. He may get one of his former clients in. So it'll. I mean, I don't have a list of names in front of me, so it'll probably be somebody like that. I mean, I. I would have. Lo- I would have loved David Fisdale, but. 
that's not going to happen anymore. Because you wanted to take that for data? <laughs> yes, sir. I love the take that for data. <laughs> Wish I had that drop. So, so it'll be it's going to be something interesting to watch, too. All right. Well, we'll finish up the NBA. Uh, good good talking with you on this stuff. Now we'll move on a little bit, and uh, we'll get, what, into Matt Patricia? You're a- yep. You wanted to really talk about this. Yeah, and I've got somebody who would like to chime in on that, too. Always calling in. Yes, that would be Danny Greenwood, who had called in a number of weeks ago. Oh. I'm going to have him call your phone. Oh, okay. Well, let me get the stuff set up for you. We'll have Danny Greenwood. Now, he does know he's live on the air, right? Yes, he he is aware of that. Okay, cool. So we'll try to get him on, talk a little bit about Matt Patricia. And uh, should the Alliance done due diligence on... You know, going back and looking at his uh, personal record, or did the paper, the Detroit Free Press, just go too far? We'll talk about that more here on 88.3 WTs after further review. Mm-hmm. 